the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Nothing is what it appears to be with a propaganda machine in place of a media. Front page of the Drudge right now. The Drudge Report, when it came to internet news sources, at one time was number one. It has since revealed itself to be an apparatchik of the Democrat mafia. On the headline, Musk Monkey Brain Hacking Horrifying Experiments. The slander... And the assault on somebody who I really have no interest in. I remember when he came out with Tesla, I was against the government subsidies to buy them. Uh, Back then, Elon Musk was working heavily with Democrats in California. And I said, what a shame that is. Uh, I recognize what the car company stood for and what it was. It wouldn't have existed without the eco-Nazi movement. However, he started to evolve a little bit in his philosophy as he is successfully to this day fought off the UAW crime syndicate of unions in automobile manufacturing in this country. The reason that so many automobile companies were out of business, pushed out of business at the same time labor extortion mafias started to take over our government. And that's what you have now. So there has been kind of an attack on Elon Musk. And if Elon Musk is experimenting on monkey brains for uh, computer hookup to brains, well, that's a terrible thing. And that's almost as bad as Fauci having the faces of beagles eaten off by flies just to see what happened and paying for it. Not with Dr. Fauci's money, the way Elon Musk probably paid for monkey brain experiments, but with the people's money. Because the difference between Elon Musk and pickle-faced Fauci, is Fauci's just a government hack. He's one of those morons growing up who couldn't get a job in the real world, so he did what all morons used to do, go and work in the government where you can pretend you have a job and get a big, fat pension. That, however, has become the leadership in this country, and in there lies the problem. And they don't like competition. So this big scandal of the rail unions and the days off for the proletariat against the bourgeoisie and the stock buybacks. I think we have one of my favorite, an open and notorious communist himself, chanting the same Marxist clap that got this fraud his first job at 42. President, the American people are increasingly disgusted at the level of corporate greed that we see today. Is that true? Is that true? See, because I am part of the American people. You are part of the American people. And the only real greed that makes me sick to my stomach is the greed of the government supremacist. Whether he be a sitting elected political whore 
or one of the wannabe pimps welfare roaches. I don't like the idea that there's an entire portion of our society, probably over 50%, that wants something for nothing. To sit on their fat ass, watch TV, play video games, and pretend to be useful. All without the ability to say the word ask. We protect the financial security. The Congress remains hard at work until late at night, last night, starting early this morning, on the omnibus funding package. See, that's greed. In between the cocaine sniffles and the drunk slurs, let them hang Pelosi. That's real greed, because what this bimbo get-off-the-table tramp wants to do is expand the debt, guaranteeing her power and corruption, as she not only pays off the pay-to-play union scum, like those workers at O'Hare that love that $5.8 million as they get to park trucks on cement and pretend that they're expanding things. That's greed. People wanting to keep their money that they earn, that's not greed. That's property rights. It's about taking us into the future. Passing anonymous is our strong preference, our leader in the House. Now, let me ask you, Squirrel, is that because she's hungover and drunk, because she was at the Ritz-Carlton with her boyfriend? Well, Stinky Hammer's Paul was at the, his house with his boyfriend. What exactly is going on? Or is, is her caps on her jibs that they stuck into her skull? Are they too big and she can't get her tongue around them? What is happening with her speech? Or is it just the years of abuse of booze and coke? What is it? On this of the House Democrats is Congresswoman Rosa DeLauro. You've heard me say again and again, as an appropriator myself, left to their own devices, the, Repub- the Republicans and Democrats, in a bipartisan way, on the Appropriations Committee, can reach a solution. And we should let them uh, do that. But sadly, we have no choice if they can't that we would have to have a year-long CR. We don't like that, but we, if we can't have a solution, we have, we have no choice but to keep government open with a year-long CR. We've made that very clear uh, in the White House meeting the other day. And in- now she's sniffling and she's talking around the dentures. And she's, but what she's threatening and what she's trying to do from a position of weakness is tell the new Congress how they're going to act. And they have to splash the pot with either the omnibus bill or the automatic increase in spending called a continuing resolution. And this is the game of true greed. This is the face of true greed. Not companies and not people who want to keep their money the way the communist fraud who took his honeymoon at the Soviet Union back when there was a Cold War, now is going to tell us how to run our economy. Somehow, morons in this country elected this communist sympathizer Roach, who refuses to take a dirt nap. We have more income and wealth inequality in America now than we've had in 100 years. Billionaires getting richer, working people falling further and further behind. No, 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 Bernie. I think I found what the, what the link is. Between the wealth and economy, uh, inequality and all of the growing poverty. It's not just the corruption in the Democrat mafia-run cities like Chicago, New York, or New Jersey, California. It all traces back to one dimwit. Let him hang Nancy. Uh, conversations with our colleagues on the subject. It would be a last resort because, as you know, it would have a direct impact on so much that we want to do in the legislation. But we have to have agreement. 
Now, here's where she gets okay, And this week, we have marked a week of transition as we, as the moment, uh, House Democrats uh, are passing the torch to a new generation. See the change in her voice? Do you hear the sniffle squirrel? That's a little bump, a little bump in between. Generation of leaders. I'm so excited about the enthusiasm of so many people who wanted to participate. Uh, over the years, we kept adding to the number of people who would be at the leadership table. When I first became leader, it was eight, and now it's more like 17. I think they may have added one or two in the last day or so. Uh, you know when she took over, Squirrel? 20 years ago, simultaneously with the massive increase in debt, simultaneously with the mass, mass growth of government, and what she is celebrating, this drunk dimwit, what she is celebrating is the fact that in leadership there are now 18 congressional leaders that now control every aspect of our economy, proving that the, that our economy has been backdoor nationalized, the massive expansion of debt, the massive expansion of government. This happened in the last two decades. Now, is it because George W. Bush was a moron? Or the Democrat congressional rats perfected the pay-to-play scheme that has taken down every major city led by mafia. More than double what was there uh, again when I first became a leader. And so it reflects the beautiful diversity of our caucus, uh, and uh, I couldn't be more thrilled. I like how they celebrate loss. When Nancy Pelosi could form a sentence and before Paul perfected making hammers stink, this country was far better off. Far better off. And now they're going to celebrate as if they achieved something. I don't know what's worse. Being lectured to by a communist sympathizer who never worked a day in his life? Or watching this political whore who has built a fortune of hundreds of millions of dollars through insider trading and profiting from bad policy. Which one is worse, Squirrel? What do you think? And there's no clearer example of corporate greed than what we see in the rail industry today. In the last year, that industry earned $21 billion in profit, record-breaking, provided $25 billion in stock buybacks and dividends to their wealthy shareholders. That's the part I want to get to. Do you know how Elon Musk had his workers vote down and against the labor extortion mafia called the UAW? Do you know how, Squirrel? Because when you work for Elon Musk, he gives you stock options. So when the company does well and the company buys back the stock, the worker becomes wealthy, real wealthy, and it incentivizes them to work. You know where he learned that model? From Japan, who learned it from America. Before the UAW syndicate managed to take a stronghold and destroy manufacturing in this country. So you want to know what's wrong with manufacturing? It's that the Democrat mafia works in a pay-to-play scheme with organized labor mafias. Well, after a federal corruption investigation that has stretched on for years, the government has now reached a tentative settlement with the United Auto Workers. The deal includes federal oversight for years to come and a critical vote by the rank and file. Let's get to Priya Mann. She's live tonight. Priya, that Before I let this play out, and I will, I want you to understand what it looks like when they get caught stealing from the actual workers in a way that the owners of the companies would never do. Like Elon Musk, he enriches his workers. But the way that it works here is, now that you're caught in a bribery scheme, who gets to watch you is the ones you bribed. That vote is going to have a major impact on the union. 
Yeah, Kimberly, Devin, a lot of changes to come. Changes both sides agree to. This is a settlement agreement right here. You know, when you talk to a lot of rank-and-file members, you hear the word solidarity a lot. Well, today was a show of solidarity between the U.S. government and an embattled union looking to move forward. This is for our members. Today is about them. Today is about justice for their very hard-earned dues money. After years of investigations that led to more than a dozen high-ranking officials convicted of fraud and corruption, the UAW and the Fed... Tens of millions, dozens of union leadership involved in scandals that they're still not able to trace how many millions were stolen from the workers. See, it isn't the companies that steal from the workers the way Bernie Sanders, the communist scum that he is, and the rest of the Marxist-friendly morons who want to sit on their ass and get something for nothing at O'Hare. They don't steal from the workers. It's the union hierarchy that always steals from the workers. So your proletariat representation is the real bourgeoisie. Union leaders accused of ripping off dock workers. New tonight, federal charges in the scheme we first told you about a year ago. Fake dock workers are collecting checks for work they never did at Port Tampa Bay. And Wow, it's like the city of Chicago. Wow. How many gangsters, how many fat-ass gangsters didn't even know where they were working? They were all getting checks. Turn out the vote for the Democrats. That's another way. Democracy now. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. That's why it was big news when the operators union got behind Chewy, which I still confuse with Lori Lightfoot. Chewy Garcia is going to be the mayor because he has the organized syndicate behind him. Simple. Turn out the vote. Make up the vote. Do whatever you have to do. Because the union power structure is what's at stake here. It is critical. Look, uh, the U.S. transportation system has no substitute for well-functioning freight rail. This is, is not a time when we can afford to uh, uh, have a lot of maneuvers, uh, any kind of uh, uh, politics introduced here. The real question is, why are the only people that can work for the railroad companies, why must they be unionized? See, you could end all of this squabble, and then the people might learn what the real agreement is. That they get two weeks off, plus sick days that they earn, or paid leave days, as they're called, and now they get to hide behind words and pretend that it's toil and slave. I am working on the railroad. Everybody now, let's all join the union like a bunch of communists. Tony Riverside. Hey, Sean. So I tried calling yesterday because I had met somebody when I was volunteering for the Darren Bailey campaign. And he was a union worker. He's now retired. He voted Democrat his whole life until, and I don't know what union he was in. He was working with a Hispanic man for four years. He said the guy busted his butt, took good care of his family, was so proud one day when he came in to say he is now a citizen Went the legal way of the United States, showed his social security guard card, and they told him that he had to start from zero with his pension. 
<laughs> Do you want to know something? I have been involved with this my whole life. I started at the Saltwater Market, Bricklayer. That 150 union, I used to work for an excavating company. I toyed with the idea going into that. It's all the same bull dung. They exploit the worker in a way the companies never would. And the whole time they carve out billions of dollars. Billions and billions of dollars. All you have to do is be the moron cousin to some fat-ass union boss. You sit in a corner with a cork on your fork, and you get money for nothing and chicks for free. And in the meantime, they always make it seem like it's the seven dwarfs and they're digging the tunnel. Get the hell out of here. Thank you very much, Tony. Joe in Chicago. Hello. Hello. This is Joe from Chicago. I just got two questions for you. All right. Why do you keep bashing the Democratic Party when the Democratic Party was the greatest thing for Chicago? No, no, no. You listen to me, Joe. Let me ask you something. What did you do when you worked? What did I do? What I worked do? in the private industry. I private didn't work industry. no politics. You know what? Are you sure you didn't drive around in a roadmaster as a business agent for the union for the municipal workers? Because you sound like one. No. Dummy. No. Chicago's great because oh, uh, of wise guys like doing? that. How you doing? Hey, how you doing? It's great. The Democrats are great. You you must have drove around at Burke, huh, dummy? You moron. Probably looks in the mirror and says he's handsome. Eric Marengo. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Love the show, man. Thanks, brother. Just want to say, I actually work for a Japanese company that's based here in Illinois, and we have to work for our vacation. You have to meaning, work for uh, Yeah, meaning uh, they give you, first of all, you got to work a year to get two weeks. Then after working five years, you get three weeks. But let's just say you use all your vacation, and you either fire or quit. Now you got to pay that time back. you got to put the year in to get the money. Get it? We don't just, you don't, you gotta work for anything. And that's I how it's, of course you do. You know why? Because you're a man. If you weren't, you'd be a fat ass calling in talking about how great the Democrats are as you drove around for 30 years and pretended to be a worker. There's a difference in this country. And I am not gonna let them hide because I was in that world. I know exactly how it works. I'm very thankful to work 63 hours a week and, uh, be able to provide for my family. But that's it, you know. That's, I don't want to some, no matter what, that's called dignity. Forget about the money's irrelevant. Money is irrelevant because they were able to implement the number two plank of the Communist Manifesto. And if you don't work in the selected government industries, they take your money. But in the meantime, what they can never take is pride and dignity. And that's what you have to the end of time. You're richer than 90% of those fat asses that retire like they had $4 million in the bank. Thank you very much. That's the difference between a man and a sloth. Terry, Dyer, Indiana. Hey, Sean, sorry, dude. I had to call you because I got home from work. I'm, uh, my wife's watching the news here, and all the uh, news anchors, oh, God, the, 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 the property tax increases. The city of Chicago, they put 63% of the burden on the homeowners. You Good. voted for them. Good. Just now wear jerk. it, scumbags. Wear it. Scumbag. The only people that are victims are the ones that didn't vote Democrat. If you voted Democrat, shut your mouth and write the check. Or let it go to tax auction and let Ed Burke and the two Cook County judges at the Table of Wisdom LLC buy it and sectionate it out. Go ahead. Chicago's great. Thank the Democrats. Yeah, yeah great, great. Well, there's that. Craig and Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Anytime. Hey, listen, uh, 
this uh, DC so-called police uh, that they have, that's not a police department. They they operate. They are one hundred percent the special police, just like the Germany had for going after the Jews and the uh, the, uh, the uh, Jewish people and everything over there. It's the same thing. They're under the Pelosi and the Democrats. That's a democratic arm, American military group. Oh, we got a terrible connection with Crack. Let's just go to the real reason that the Democrats are in office, will stay in office. They have managed to successfully do to the country what the scum in Chicago did to that once great city that now is a sewer of corruption and lies and pay-to-play schemes. Madam Speaker, under President Joe Biden, we've had the most pro-union administration in history. Indeed, he chose a... Le- and that's... The trajectory of the country until this wrinkled ass, short in the pants, Irish gypsy political whore asset of Frank Sheeran and the rest of the union frauds is put out of office. And every Democrat who's too stupid, if they if I'm nice, too stupid to see the scam in on it, if I'm obvious of what they really, really are. And yet today in that injury, workers who do difficult and dangerous work have zero paid sick days. Zero. You get sick, you got a mark against you, a couple of marks, you get fired. What about the other 25 days, Kami? What about the other 25 days? Now ask a UAW worker who had his labor extortion mafia steal tens of millions of dollars from the pension fund if he would rather be a UAW moron or a Tesla shareholder if he worked for Tesla. Ask him, Kami, and let's decide. Is it the USA or the USSA? I'll be back after this. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM 560. The answer. AM 560. The answer. I got a prediction. Well, you ready? So the government appears to come to the rescue of the organized labor mafias. I guarantee you, in this bill, there will be directives that will now allow what the goal is, the pension money of these unions to go in all kinds of pet projects that will backdoor, revolving door, fund all the Democrat mafia politicians. You see, that's the game. Is there anybody that doesn't know it? Aside from that meathead in Chicago, hey, I, I thank the Democrats, you freaking moron. Because what happens then is, that means the people will underwrite the corruption of the fraud in the pension schemes. So when they give their money to Josh Durango, and he loses it on 15 restaurants where he hires all of his girlfriends to pretend to run restaurants, and the money goes poof, your property taxes will go up. Now, this is why in these sewers of corruption, these hell holes of lies, the property taxes are skyrocketing. You're paying a corruption tax, which is why when you go to a state that doesn't allow the organized syndicate to pretend to be in the labor business, your property taxes are so much lower because they steal from the real people's retirement, your home which is a tremendous asset for 80% of America, or at least it used to be, until we've allowed this syndicate scheme to go into effect. That's why, when you're thinking about buying real estate, you're insane if you buy it in a mafia-run area. Mitchell displains. 
You know, Sean, first of all, keep in mind, why do you think Fat Albert and basically Tony Prickle and the Pappets and the other idiot, they delayed the second installment of property taxes because it was during the election cycle. And Fat Albert knows that the majority of his votes are coming from Cook County. So you know that the University of Illinois said that Cook County and the city of Chicago is the most corrupt city in, you know, and county in the United States, and the state of Illinois is the, most, is the third most corrupt state in the union. Here's my point, Sean. Fred Albert knew that his power structure during the election cycle was going to come through Cook County, so they come up with some stupid uh, excuse why they had to delay the second installment of property taxes. And to your point... Daddy-o? Yes, this is the biggest mafia-run city. I live in an area that has both a dispensary and a casino, and my property taxes quadrupled. How do you explain that, Daddy-o? Crime. You're paying for the corruption. That's what it is, Mitchell, and that's why I'm going to tell you what. The greatest thing I ever did was never sell property to friends of mine or family in Illinois. You know, for eight years, you know the money? Guys would call me up, please, I want you to be my guy. No. I will not help you lose your kids' money. And that's the reality of what you lose when you own property. And I know. I'm still affiliated in a couple. It's a, it's a joke. It's a shame. And the problem is everybody knows it, and nobody does anything to change it. Thank you very much, Mitchell. That's the real problem. You just rubber stamp the syndicate again. You, do you really think that the, the, that the crime, the mafia, you think it's, it's loan sharks and bookies? Gamblers, you think that's those are those are gangsters? Gangsters are bipartisan in that sewer. Why do you think they're all interwoven? Why do you think family members are lobbyists? Why? Because it's a game, and you ain't in. You ain't at the table. You're just paying the cover. Greg Rogers Park. Hi, Sean. Sean, I just want to say I really enjoyed the guests uh, last week, Hogan and then Stockdale or Stockton. Yeah. They were very good. Thank you for doing that. Exactly. A lot we, we've got we've got good ones today. It's it's the Honey Bunnies, the best in the business. I've got good ones for the for, for the rest of my uh, career. Go ahead. Yeah, but my point is, um, see, I, I'm very liberal in the sense that I do not like government interfering with anything. And I, you know, I'm like Rand Paul, and I just think that I don't know if he's voted. We allow these yeah. swindlers. We allow these swindlers to sell us a fairy tale of partisanship, and we've allowed communists and gangsters to hide behind the virtue shield of liberalism when they're not liberal at all. And I'll, here, you know what? This is perfect. Let's go to Focahontas. Republicans say that um, Democrats are picking on Elon Musk. Elon Musk is doing just fine. But do you think that users have a right to freedom of speech, even if what they're saying is wrong or offensive? I think that one human being should not decide how millions of people communicate with each other. One so then you're for freedom of speech, right, Elizabeth? You fake Indian Chuck Connor-looking freak, right? Human being should not be able to go into a dark room by himself and decide, oh, that person gets heard from, that person doesn't. That's not how it should work. No, what she wants is the Democrat Party to go in a room and decide what freedom of speech is. She's afraid of freedom of speech. She is an advocate for censorship. She pretends to be a socialist, yet she's enriched herself by flipping foreclosed properties after the crash. She's a scum. And she has support of other scum. And that's to the point now. If you're too stupid in the year 2022 to not see these scams, you deserve to be dragged down by the mafia. And by the way, if you think you're going to get in on it, you're not getting in on Jack. Nothing. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. 312 
642-5600. Rich, you'll be first when I get back. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM 560. The answer. You know, this whole thing with leadership in the Republican Party. Why is it predetermined to be this idiot Kevin McCarthy? And he is an idiot. I personally like the Cajun John Wayne. Ladies and gentlemen, the oppressor's intent is for you to comply with their mandates and commands. And they don't expect for you to comply with their commands until... That's a bad... I, can't, I can barely hear him. It's, it's Glenn Clay Higgins. And I'll tell you what. That audio is terrible. I don't even want to. All right. Let's go to uh, Rich in Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean. How you doing tonight? Splendid. How are you? Good. Listen, there's one thing I wanted to say. If you decide to go get off the radio, uh, I got another career for you. What's that? You be a stand-up comedian. You be a stand-up comedian. Some of these people that call up that are like hecklers with these Democrats. I'm not good at telling jokes. I'm just part. presented with punchlines that I point out. But go ahead. Yeah, but it, it was just funny that guy Joe they called. <laughs> okay. I, I'm still laughing about it. Yeah. But anyway, I, I, I got ten dollars. Says he might be from my old neighborhood. How you doing? <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> but anyway, what I wanted to say is, every time the question is asked, uh, I think it was this uh, to this Tony Blinken, um, why do you want to produce oil in Venezuela and not in the U.S.? And his answer was always that there's uh, 900 leases that are given out and are not being used. But yet I find out, and, I, and I've and i heard, uh, there was this uh, guy that I heard, uh, this Neil Crabtree, who was fired from the Keystone Pipeline. He said that they hold all the permits, that there's like 12 different Of course they uh, do. This is a lot. This is a game. And they don't want to. They don't want to start anything and invest the money because they could shut them down at any time. So what are they talking about? They they got them uh, coming and going. We, the I mean, American we, government, are economic terrorists. Read the book "Confessions of an Economic Hitman." It's had. It has three revisions. Every problem in South America, in Central America, in the Middle East is because of our policies economically. We want Venezuela to be exactly what it is because the Democrat mafia, the government profits from its failure. And that's why they'd rather have all the energy production offshore because they can pretend to be helping people the whole time they're hurting them. It's an outrage because you backdoor nationalize the energy sector. They cannot afford to have private companies have power. They're backdoor nationalizing the economy. The biggest threat to the American government was the American citizen, the entrepreneur, the American business owner. They don't like it. They like the power of the collectivist oligarchs. They like it. And they've narrowed the, the country down. This has taken them 100 years. But we are at the tipping point. And now we're going to decide. You want to turn over to some European socialist hellhole? Or you want your America back? From this last election, I got news for you, brother. I don't believe it was honest. But I believe we let him get away with it. Thank you very much. Not at all. Thank you. Crime Puff, Jim. Oh, wait, what day is it? Oh, you, it's the first. You just got your second installment yesterday. How you doing? Oh, yeah, thank God. 
Yeah. I was just going to say, why, why do you think Ron is the favorite over Don this time? The betting uh, markets of, of, of DeSantis over Trump pretty considerably. Why do you think that is? I don't know, and I don't care because I don't think it matters, to tell you the truth. You guys have perfected stealing. Election fraud. You might get it. You know what I like? I think you're going to get Fetterman again. I really do. <laughs> It'll be perfect, Jim. You guys get the faces you deserve. I don't know which one I like better in Democrat leadership. That uh, freak show Lori Lightfoot or Biden with the dementia glazed face. Which one do you like better? Are you bothered by the dead man stare he's got? Well, I tell you the truth. Uh, is like I said, I think you'll get a you'll get a Republican mayor in Chicago for you know, about three hundred years. If you're bothered by the dead man's there, that reminds you of your foreman, <laughs> the Irishman at the municipal worker. How you doing? Thank you very much. You bothered by the stare? It just makes him homesick. Tom in Blue Island. Hey, Sean Dittos. Sean, I wanted to thank you and Honey Bunny for uh, Mr. David Thomas Roberts yesterday. That discussion, I listened to it again at 4 o'clock this morning when I got up before I went to work. And I'll tell you, I'm just a little younger than you. Uh, When I left the Roofers Union, I'd, I'd have 25 years vested right now. And when I left... I was roofing and I was in college and I got tired of listening to these crybabies complain all the time and I knew I was holding myself back. And I'll tell you, I, I haven't ran a great business. I've screwed up a lot of stuff. And I've made a lot of people happy and I've made myself happy, but I still have my freedom and I'm having a Camacho Connecticut right now. You got one life to live. Why would you live it yeah. as a slave to a system of corruption? I mean that. If I could if I told you how I started and the different various positions I found myself in, you'd be like, "What are you crazy? You don't think I could do that union nonsense? That spiel of nonsense?" You kidding me? You, I, these Irish guys, these, they, they better be thankful I got out of the union business. You wouldn't know their names. In the meantime, it's a fraud. It's a scam. And I had people I love very much who were in it. Exposed with the, re- the way it really works. And once you see it, you cannot sit idly by as the real working man is the one who's robbed. And what they do is they try to yep. teach him to accept mediocrity at extremely high pay. They don't ever incentivize a real achiever. That's the definition of socialism. That's the definition of corruption. Because that whole upper echelon, nobody talks about the billions the union hierarchy make. Billions. And they're in control of all of the pension money and the corruption with the money bundlers and the corruption. You mark my words. You mark my words, Tom. In this bill, they're going to steer the pension money to all their nonsense from the ESG to the green energy. That's why they're pretending they help people. They don't help. They corrupt. Thank you, brother. Sean, I got one other thing for you on that. Hurry up. When I was, so I was 28. And every month you got a booklet from the union and, you know, it had all their BS in there and stuff. And on the last page, it had in memoriam. And there were all there was a li- you know, listing of the guys that had dropped dead. And some of these dudes were 53. They were our age now, Sean, from sucking that hot tar for 25, 30 years. And you know what was happening at her pension? The wife was getting 50% of it for until... Until, like, the kids were 18 and stuff. And I couldn't believe it. It was a travesty. I watched my aunt. Her husband worked there 30 years. She got guts on ghoul. Thank you very much. It's a joke. They're thieves. 
Somebody's got to buy the gas in those Roadmasters. I'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show. excited about this next guest. His expertise includes antitrust, product liability, intellectual property, securities, fraud, economic sabotage, white-collar crime, mergers and acquisition, First Amendment. It's as if he was plucked from the headlines just to be on my show. This is the third time he's on the show, so he's officially my friend. His name is Robert Bork Jr. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me back. I, I, and, and do I get a, like a little pin or something? I you're going to get a shirt. Come friend? on. I, I, oh. You're going to get a shirt, and, and that's the best we can do for you. Um, okay. what I, and, and a cigar. If you ever come to Chicago, I can't wait to meet you face-to-face. Because I not only had the utmost respect for your father, but I have the utmost respect for you. And well, the reason you. is, you're going to help me with this, because I believe, in my personal opinion, antitrust law, although a great sales pitch is really a weapon at this point in our history. And it is used to backdoor extort and nationalize very successful businesses. And I might be wrong. You got it. And I I don't think I am. All right, good. And that's why it's not used against a union that can shut down our supply chain with a whim. It's outrageous to me what we're living through. Yeah, well, the unions aren't part of antitrust law. Uh, I know, but they should be. uh, Well, perhaps there should be uh, laws, uh, other laws on the books, and there may very well be. Like, for example, I guess they're passing an act of Congress right now to stop this particular rail strike. But uh, uh, in the end, they'll get what they want. It'll just take longer, and uh, we won't have... uh, We'll be paying 25, 24% more in, in wages. But, you know, I don't know enough about, about the situation of the rail workers to know whether or not they're underpaid. What I do know is that I don't like to be extorted. Um, and uh, th- that's what's sort of been happening. And I also don't like to be lied to by our president who said he fixed it, and he didn't. So, You know what I've noticed, though? It, it, there's a, there's a, um, a goal that government could not achieve unless there were emergencies. And I'm going to tell you what I mean by this. The goal is not that they came to the rescue and saved rail. I believe that in this bill that we will not know what's in it for who knows how many months will be the possession. And and they're not only extorting us, which they are. They're extorting the actual worker, as so often happens in these corrupt, mobbed-up labor extortion mafias called unions. And they will then be in control to take their pensions and the rest of it and steer them into entities that do not have the demand and shouldn't have the demand of actual investments. And I believe that this will lead to ESG investments. It will lead to green energy investments. It is it becomes a money laundering scheme when these entities give kickbacks to to specific politicians and they keep 
splashing the pot with the public's money. I mean, this this is a game that we were lucky enough to live through when a president had standards and fired all of the air traffic controllers. We don't have that anymore. And I'm wondering, are there even backup politicians that understand the way in which the people are being robbed for the very few, the true one percenters, the government favorites? Got to be one someplace, but I don't know who it is. Um, you know, Washington, I, there's that great old line from uh, Star, Star Wars about uh, whatever that that uh, dusty little town was, and they called it a hive of scum and villainy. But I think Washington takes the prize for being a hive of scum and villainy. And, uh, you know, they're constantly doing things, uh, passing bills or uh, posturing and taking positions that make us try to make the voter feel good on both sides. But they don't actually solve the pro- any, of, any of the real problems. But, you know, I, I'm not... I, I, you, you started talking about antitrust, and you're absolutely right. Antitrust now is the cudgel, the uh, Thor's hammer, that the left is trying to use to take over the economy completely. Uh, it has, uh, you know, it was... In fact, when my father wrote the book about antitrust... He started writing it in the 60s because he was very concerned that socialists were going to try to use antitrust to do exactly that. And here we are all these years later, and they're trying to do exactly that. You know what Um, makes me sad is at least when we were young and that was going on and your father was writing the book, there there was an amazing pushback by so many people from college professors to advocates for freedom to to supporters of, of, of America. And the most important one, there was a venue, the press, there were shows, there were ways to get on and be on the weekend and tell the young kids what was at stake and have that discussion. That doesn't exist anymore. That's the part that aggravates Well, Sean, I mean, look, I, I think you have a rosy view of the past. I was a reporter for a dozen years before I decided uh, to quit and, be, and get a grown-up job. Um, and uh, that, I quit in 1987 right after my father's uh, confirmation loss. Uh, but I was a reporter for a long time, and it, it was never, uh, the press was never really, uh, as far as I can remember, a place where you could get, you know, get both sides told, where they wanted quotes from both sides. Yeah. Or they, want, they let you write stories I a lot about, of free to choose. Maybe that's where I'm getting it from. I was <laughs> yes, only three channels. <laughs> yeah. Right. I watched, I watched a lot of free to choose. But I'm curious also in your expertise of securities fraud. We had this, this story of FTX. It's a very interesting story when you really get in it. 90 days after Biden says he's going to run, this kid comes out of nowhere. Very connected family, mother and father. All of a sudden, it's $36 billion. But when you break it down to today, all it looks like is a pump and dump and a money laundering scheme to very corrupt politicians. Yet, the money that flowed into it was from pension funds, from hedge funds that are supposed to be regulated by the SEC and the CFTC. Yet, I'd, were they? Well, apparently not, huh? I mean, you know, just uh, look, go, go to the videotape. It's not, this, this apparently makes uh, Madoff look like a, you know, a, a Boy Scout. 
Yeah, it, yeah. It's a, he, it was a fraction. Bernie Madoff was a fraction. And the other thing is the the funny part about Bernie Madoff, he actually acquired assets. This kid didn't even accidentally acquire assets. And in the meantime, you're talking about the hedge funds that we're learning lost billions. And that money is probably directly some of these pension funds. I'm really worried this is going to look like the, uh, you know, the uh, SNL collapse and uh, the, you know, the, the the housing collapse and all the other uh, frauds that have triggered, uh, you know, a recession or worse. And uh, and I uh, the only the only satisfaction I get is this this kid. This uh, turkey is going to go to jail at some point, oh, unless of course so. he has the unless of course he has the goods on Hillary Clinton, in which case he won't. Yeah, last I think he's long. got a better chance of uh, of disappearing than than going to yeah. jail. I mean, when you have this kind of clout, and it's astonishing to me that um, he was able to get this kind of money. I, I, I'm very familiar with the concept of it. I'm I'm, I'm a proponent of of currency that isn't the dollar. Uh, so I'm an advocate on a lot of fronts for challenges to the dollar. But when you really go back and you listen to what his spiel was about this exchange that he created, not to mention how could you create an exchange without the blessing of these overlords, that still is amazing to me. But when you when you see that he literally had nothing, it was all a lie. And, and it went on for a while. I, well, I'm very impressed with him, you know. Um, <laughs> right. It's like watching crime stories. It was uh, it was something that happened. Yeah. And, um, you know, when you see at that same time it happens and people are not even talking about it anymore, how much of that do you trace back to the control that various Internet uh, overlords like Google and Facebook and the rest of it are, whether they want to or not, have the blessing and the and the acceptance of censorship? Do you see this? None of this could have happened over the last three years without the open censorship against freedom of speech. Could it have? Look, uh, I, I don't know whether it could or it couldn't have. I, I do think there's a real problem with uh, what they call content moderation and how they use it. Uh, I also think they're sort of in a rock between a rock and a hard place. You know, you run a platform where hundreds of thousands of millions of people are saying and writing things and doing things and posting things and you're supposed to police all of that uh and uh you know it, it's a it's a very difficult job at the same time i think they have there's a there's a problem with uh what they regard as appropriate speech and 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 uh, you know, whether it's whether it's kids um Sorry, I don't know if you can hear that. Let me stop yeah. that. No, I um, can only hear it. Uh, yeah, I just got it. So, uh, you know, these kids who clearly are very left, if not worse, uh, you know, it's not all algorithms. It's actual people. And uh, they, they have to be, uh, I hate to use the word re-educated, but they have to be reined in. And, uh, and we have to find a way to either modify Section 230, which is the law that gives them permission to moderate, their, you know, to, to control the content, uh, or write new laws like this uh, 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 act that uh, um, Senator Schatz, uh, and, sorry, uh, Congressman Schatz and Senator Soon came up with uh, that would give us, as users, more, uh, more there'd be more um, uh, Transparency and and we'd have greater rights to you know fight back when that we get uh, when we get tossed off. So you know it's it's a mess and and 
I, but I, you know, it's, it's a difficult, it's a difficult place. To, I don't want to sound like I'm apologizing for the platforms, but it's a difficult thing to do. I mean, it, you know, it's a, it's a. When you go, when I first went on Twitter, I felt like I just stepped in the, you know, and. Uh, rushing river, you know, it's yeah. just, there's so much stuff flying around, uh, and I don't care how good your algorithms are, you can't catch everything. But some of the stuff they seem to catch is not right. Yeah, and I, I argue that you shouldn't, in my opinion, catch anything. Right? I mean, it, it's the greatest, the greatest, uh, cons- the greatest report on consumption is whether it's desired or not. And if people are crazy, let them go be crazy. I don't, you know, I, it, it's just well, I'm always. Troubled when the Sean, what about what? I mean, look, I, I, you know, a few years ago, I was on the side of uh, trying to get more more content moderation on places like YouTube and Instagram, where Instagram, where you had uh, and still do, uh, you know, uh, posts about where to buy illegal drugs, like fentanyl, oh, yeah, and you know, and are on terrorism videos posted by ISIS on YouTube about how to yeah. drive a truck through a crowd. Yes, uh, and those and those things were reported to them, and they never came down. So, no, I, you know, I believe in law enforcement. You have to have law enforcement, and that's the that's yeah. the line where it's drawn. And you know, I, I I I believe in that, and that was outrageous, and it is outrageous. But that's all still going on. I mean, you see that yes. during the pandemic, Facebook was used for drug runners, Uber Eats was used for drug runners. They can never seem to catch that. But if you say something bad against Hunter Biden and the laptop, boy, they get that. So the algorithm, I'm starting to learn, these are just words that wannabe demagogues hide behind yes you're absolutely right absolutely right you know in the meantime i think of you often you went in your situation and your father really often when you see how easy it is to have people be character assassinated who were your father never had this darlings of the left when you see elon musk now who for 20 years was a darling of the left and you see now the 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 organized character assassination attempts on him whether it's uh, the experiment on monkeys as is the front page of the drudge today or whatever the case is with the unions and tesla when you see what happened to the one darling of of the democrats donald trump is the greatest example he was a darling of the democrats until he decided to run for president um, do you think that maybe yeah. people will, will be disgusted by what they see? Because these two people did have a lot of supporters who are very upset now. Do you think maybe that might change in the future? Oh, I, I hope so. I, 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 I despair a little bit. You know, my father, besides being a, um, a legal scholar, was also a cultural critic. And he wrote that book called uh, Slouching Towards Gomorrah. Uh, you know, and and he he basically the Call. bottom line was he, he 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 called it and and he but he I think he pretty much said it was hopeless. Uh, I hope he was wrong and it's not hopeless, but it, it but the you know the the slippery slope seems to be more slippery and steeper. Uh, and yeah. I, I I worry that uh, you know for my kids and and their kids. Uh, I'm not sure what's going to be left of the culture of Western civilization that we, uh, we that made this country great. Well, now, what state are you in? Because I'm deciding what shirt to send you. Do I send you the hoodie or the T-shirt? Where do you live? I live just east of Charlottesville, Virginia now. Oh, so you might. So it's uh, right it's right now. It's uh, right, right now. It's uh, about uh, 45 degrees. Oh yeah. This morning it was around 29. You know. 
And I want I, I can't wait to see the look on uh, your kid's face as you explain where the shirt came from. In the meantime, I appreciate you coming on my show because I do value your expertise in this. And um, I think through people listening and the knowledge of exactly how government pretends to be the Lone Ranger, but really is Simon Bar Sinister, maybe we can change things. <laughs> <laughs> Snidely whiplash, right? Oh, yeah. Very um, where can yeah. people find you? Uh, the Antitrust Education Project. Where's your site? Is it the Bork Group? Uh, no, the Bork Group is my other uh, communications business, uh, antitrusteducationproject.org, where I you know, try to explain what's going on in antitrust. Also, antitrustedu, uh, at antitrustedu on Twitter. Uh, and or just Google my name and sort out all my father's stuff and find me, uh, and you'll uh, see uh, all sorts of things about what's going on. And I would love to talk to you more about that sometime because you know we could talk we could talk about uh, uh, Ticketmaster. We could talk about uh, what Lena Khan is doing at the FTC to impose woke ideology, uh, you know, and, and corporations. We could talk about ESG and BlackRock. There's all kinds of stuff we could talk about. If ESG if in this settlement, in the government navigating this union strike, if ESG is a beneficiary of that, are there any are there any recourse? Is there any recourse for the for the workers who were unaware of what this solution would look like? Uh, not immediately. I would suspect that uh, you know they, they need we need to get this bill passed and signed and stop the strike. But ultimately, um, uh, ultimately, uh, you know, I, I, I really believe that Jim Jordan <clears throat> is going to spend a lot of, and the House uh, Republicans are going to spend a lot of time on ESG. I know they're already planning for hearings, uh, and uh, you know what we're going to see is that this uh, is really collusion among uh, all sorts of uh, private entities and uh, money managers. You know, like like BlackRock that has something like eight trillion dollars under management uh i can't even fathom what that number no, looks like none of us can but the good news is that by the time they get done and reading the bill and by the time we get done tearing it apart the national debt will be 40 trillion because you know they're going to splash the pot with the debt ceiling and all the nonsense but that's why mm-hmm. this isn't the last time we talk it's like i said this is the third time we're already friends next time you'll be wearing my shirt we're going to have a good time thank you for always making yourself <laughs> okay. available robert bork jr thank you Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. I don't have to talk about this moron. Yay. And the fat moron, Alex. Do I have to talk about these two idiots? I hope not. I don't have to talk about those. That's what everyone else is going to do. I want to tear apart this scheme that is the Democrat mafia composing itself as our government. That's what I like to do. There's not a thing that they're up to that I haven't figured out. I'm sorry. It's just the way I view it. Let's go to uh, Dementia Glaze Face, Joe Hans. And at this hour, President Biden is hosting French President uh, Emmanuel Macron at the White House. And tonight, the Macrons will be guest of honor. At the- you know what this is about, Squirrel? We took a contract that France had with Australia to build weapons, submarines, and whatnot. All at the behest of the mafia Joe Biden administration. So the French, they were upset. Those cheese-eating surrender monkeys were very upset with Joe Biden. So Joe Biden is going to whistle in 
Macron and his wife, who looks a lot like his mother. They're going to whistle him in. They're going to have dinner. They're going to celebrate. All right. We're going to take uh, we're each going to call on uh, uh, two people, a total of two people, a total of four all, all told. So they're going to call on the propagandists posing as media, just the four that were approved. And they're going to ask him very specific questions about how we're going to come together. And it's all going to be about green energy. It's all going to be about climate so it doesn't go 1.5 gigawatts above the whatever temperature they like. When the reality is, it's bribery with the people's money to the French. Because this is the game, and I see it. So we have to, the industrialized world has to not only clean up our act, but we've got to help these countries do what they need to do without further hurting the environment. And we have to pay them, in my view. We have to compensate them for what they're doing. And now, the scheme that they just pretended to save the railroad union and the workers, now they're in control of the money of those pensions. And there's money in there, kid. And they start to steer it towards the ESG, which in turn will substantiate the money given to the people who are not in the unions or in the ESG systems or the woke ideology of the Marxist mafia. And that's the money circle of corruption that is the government. So if you think this is about a couple of French guys sitting down with Jill and Joe, you're wrong. President Macron and I have had a chance to spend some time together. We went to private dinner last night with our wives, and we're just came to tell you that we're leaving. Um. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny when dementia people try to be funny. In the meantime, what they did at that dinner was carve out, hopefully only billions, in bribery to pretend to be our friends again. You're not fooling anybody, diapers. Bob, Crown Point. <laughs> Hey, Sean, I'm fighting a good fight against these woke supremacists. Yeah. But when it comes to the uh, uh, Twitter and you got the Fox watching the hen house, they're the ones that are setting the guidelines for misinformation and disinformation. And I, I, I you know, and look at the uh, hypocrisy now that Elon's running it. And uh, we just can't win. I mean, we're we can win. Our, uh, we can win because what you're, you, you know, you. you I, I just want you to change one thing. I, I want you to start okay. identifying these people who advocate for government collectivism, for total top-down tyranny, as what they, they're government supremacists. And this is why they turn to the government. This is why they tell their kids to turn to the government. This is why they are so willing to not only give away their own freedom, but to make sure their neighbor doesn't have his. And this is, the, this is what has to stop. And it'll stop right. through showing them. You, are you in on this? I mean, if you're in on this, then go ahead and support it. If you're in on this money laundering scheme of political pay-to-play corruption, then, then shut up and, and, and hope nobody notices, like those morons at O'Hare Airport. Just shut up and pretend that those million trucks all parked doing nothing, and the check's going out for $5.8 million a day to the same wannabe gangsters who kick back 30% of the Democrats is O'Hare expansion. Keep pretending that. And don't look around and see there's not a straight board or a well-hung urinal in the whole sewer. As it's touted, and you hear Lori Lightfoot's voice when you're in O'Hare. This is the best airport in America. Only if you've never been to another one. In the meantime, that's how you, you, you really expose them for what they are, a syndicate of corruption. And right now, the people in Cook County who are not in on the scam, when they got their tax bill, that should help wake them up. But I don't know if it will.
All right, Craig in Mount Greenwood wants to get out his... his uh... All right, I never do this, but I guess we'll do it for Craig because I like his accent. Craig. Hey, sure. No, my phone dropped off before. I wasn't finished talking and my phone went dead. No, I hung up on you, but go ahead. Oh, geez, that's neat. Anyways, so here's the thing. This here is like the, um, I don't know what they call them, brown shirts or something like that when... um, Germany, when they were going after the uh, Jewish people and everything, rounding them up and everything, everybody that uh, they didn't like, the Germans didn't like and all that. Yeah. Okay. You're really stuck on this Hello? January 6th thing. You stuck on this? Yeah, but. Yeah, but. Oh, yeah. But, that's what they do. Uh, Listen to me. The political opponents go to prison. The inside mafia members never do. CBS2 is always investigating. He is the son of Alderman Ed Burke. And tonight, Ed Burke Jr. is facing more allegations of special treatment. Earlier this week, a revelation that Cook County Board President Tony Preckwinkle's administration hired Burke Jr. for a job while he was under investigation for misconduct by the Cook County Sheriff's Department. Now we're digging into records showing that Burke was arrested and charged with domestic battery over the summer. The charges were dropped and his FOID card remained active despite records showing that police believed he posed a clear and present danger. CBS 2's Megan Hickey has the story. Winnetka police rolled up to Edward Burke Jr.'s home on Friday, June 29th. The call was for domestic battery. His wife told dispatchers he was extremely intoxicated, naked, acting violently, and destroying furniture. You can see the disarray from these photos taken by police. Dispatchers were told he had two loaded firearms on the first floor. So he had two guns, naked, thank God he's Irish, he might have offended anybody, beat up his wife, goes to jail. And the charges are dropped that night. However, if your name is Joe Materaz and you went to a protest rally at the Capitol, you're sitting in the cooler for how long, Craig? Forever. Because, because these people and everything is that they got all the power. This, that police is not a police department. That's under Pelosi, and they can do whatever they want to the to conservatives. There, there's nothing. They're, they they're can. Republicans. They can. There are no rules. The clout mafia runs the government. I tried to prevent it from going national. You already accept it when it's local. Look at who won. The beanbag who's interwoven with the Burke, short-in-the-pants Irish mafia for two generations. Three, Grandpa Abe. Let's not forget that scoundrel. That's what the people in the sewer like. Bob, Crown Point. Hey, sorry about that, Sean. I lost myself single, but... I'm uh, hung you up know, on all you the too. dark... Uh, oh, uh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. That's uh, an honor. But, <laughs> hey, I want to tell you, I stole your line. You had talked to Walsh one time. You called in, and he was talking about Michelle Obama. And you go, and you go real disgusted, like you go, "Oh God, do we got to pretend she's pretty?" Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I do miss her, though. I do miss her. Every time I saw her at one of these state dinners, I kept thinking about the movie Birdcage. Go ahead. Yeah. Hey, listen to this. Um, here's a good book to read. It's called Countdown to Zero Day by Kim Zetter. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It talks about the Stuxnet virus and the first digital weapon that they used against the Iranians to destroy their nuclear program, it would, it'll blow your mind. I think I did. I, 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 I read something about this, and, and it was the Israeli, Israelis government that planted the bug that shut down the weapon system, right? Well, they used a... Uh, they used a virus. It was a virus, but they yeah. plugged it into a Siemens controller that they used 
And Seems they didn't even know. It. Why, it be, when does Pete Buttigieg come into the story? Oh, oh, that one. Okay. All right. Now I understand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, I, they, they should yeah. have called the virus COVID. What would they have called this one that they released on the people? Thank you, Bob and Crown Point. Hung up on you again. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. A lot of uh, tyranny throughout history has always been wrapped in packages of uh, assistance, packages of help. We know throughout history the government really doesn't deliver any help. That's why wherever the Democrat Party is in charge, what skyrockets is hopelessness and homelessness. When it gets so obvious it's hard to deny, the mafia comes up with creative ways to hide it. Now, we saw during the pandemic how the government was providing hotels for people that could no longer afford to live in the most expensive areas in this country, which are often the most corrupt, the Democrat ones, whether it's California, New Jersey, Chicago, or New York. New York came up with a very interesting way to solve their homeless problem. New York City is set to begin hospitalizing mentally ill people involuntarily. Mayor Eric Adams announced the NYPD. Do you get what that means, Squirrel? Involuntarily. Now what they can do is deem people that they don't want others to see or that they don't, they don't like as mentally ill. That means homeless people. Now, I do think there is obviously mental illness in homelessness. But what if there's not? Who gets to fight for these people? Who will step up for these people? It's not the government. They're the ones that are imprisoning them. Like oh, January 6th rallier. And outreach workers have legal authority to take individuals who appear to be experiencing a mental health crisis in for psychiatric evaluations. A new directive is sparking some backlash and debate about homelessness, mental illness, and how to tackle both issues. Clinical psychologist Jeff Gardier and former NYPD detective Mark Claxton are here with more on this. The government has never been more powerful in this country. This is something you would see in totalitarian countries. They now are practicing censorship. It's clear clear that their political opposition is being persecuted in a variety of different ways. And the idea now that New York City can put people in prison, not for breaking a crime, because we know they don't like putting criminals in prison. They can put people in prison if they just tell everyone they're helping them. I find this to be nauseating. Uh, Jeff, critics say this move infringes on people's civil liberties. Supporters say it will help both these people in need of mental health care and the community at large. So as a psychologist, what's your take on that debate? Well, when we talk about uh, involuntarily hospitalizing individuals, we have to be aware it's not about uh, locking them up in a psych ward and they never see the light of day. How do you know? And if you're locking up people of mental illness... How are you, baby? How old are you? I vote for him. Biden better stay out of New York. So should Fetterman. Hi. Good night, everybody. And this campaign is all about, to me, is about they didn't pay the bills and they got her paid. Here's what I think we have to fight about inflation here right now. That's what we I mean, I, I heard this cheered this morning on other stations. I don't agree with this. Do you agree with this, Squirrel? I don't think so. 
It's basically that they are uh, to be stabilized, get their medication, get therapy, get aftercare services. Uh, these are just extensions of what we've seen of the subway safety plan that connects people experiencing homelessness. If you listen to the vitriol from the left, they think people who think the way I do are mentally ill. Right. I mean, that would Jay. What's her name? Joy Behar. Would she lock us up? Amy Coney Barrett's religious faith is being called into question again. There are calls for her to recuse herself from a case which is about a web designer who wants to post a statement that she won't design wedding websites for same-sex couples because it's... Who gets to decide what mentally ill is? The very people who have decided what policies should be in this country? That's not good news for anybody. Hope you can afford to stay in your house in these Democrat-run sewers. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show. My next guest led a very interesting life prior to the Biden presidency. Was hired to fix MacBooks in Delaware School District, 2004. He then went to work for the Apple Store, Delaware. Did very well there for five years, delivering fantastic service. In fact, it was so good, he decided to go on his own. 2010, he opens his own shop. Thrives. Nine years. Small business success story. And then he had the unfortunate customer who happened to be the son of the now president. We all know what happens after the laptop scandal. His name is John Paul Mac Isaac. He's got a new book out, and I love the title, American Injustice, My Battle to Expose the Truth. John Paul, how are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm sorry you have to be on the show. You know, as I read this, it's really a sad story. Because you really live the life that uh, most people desire, right? You went off on your own after being successful and working for somebody, and you were doing great. And then this happens to you. And what should be a hero story is somebody who saved the country from an obviously compromised president. Turns out to be you're a victim of intimidation by the very government that's supposed to uphold law. That's the only way I can see it. Well, you know, it's, it's not over yet, so maybe there's going to be some good that comes from all this. And that is quite possible, because hopefully this is but a, a, a small time in American history, because what was on the laptop that was, it's almost astonishing that he could forget it in your shop. Isn't that the part? Why don't you tell us how it, how did it go down? Did you meet him? Were you there when he dropped it off? Yeah, I was the only one there. Uh, he came in about 10 minutes before closing. And, you know, initially I felt bad for the guy because his brother had just passed away like a year and a half, almost two years prior. And one of the laptops had a Bo Biden sticker, foundation sticker on it. So I just assumed that, like many customers that come in with a deceased loved one's device, they just want the memories off of it. So I, I, I worked with him. He was intoxicated. He had three laptops. I was successful at uh, checking in one of them. The other one was a write-off. The other one just needed a keyboard because he had spilled on his keys. They were all liquid damage. So I cut him a deal, and I, I told him, you know, the conditions of the repair and explained it. He signed the document and then left, and then I started to do the recovery. Unfortunately, it was a liquid damage. 
it kept shutting down, so I had to manually drag and drop files and verify data. And during that process, unfortunately, is when I witnessed uh, a lot of the homemade porn and, and a lot of the other documents that kind of later on would raise some concerns. That's it, on the, in the very least. So, so what are his rights at the time? So at the time, he comes back, and that's it. Nobody knows anything. He comes back to take his property up, and the story pretty much goes away. You, you, you have a, a, an implied confidentiality agreement that you, I'm assuming you would have probably just been aggravated the rest of your life but lived with it. So do, do you try to reach him to come and get the computers? Or the yeah. Well, the thing is, is I know his phone was working because when I completed the recovery, I called him up to say, "Hey, you need to." I left a message saying, "Hey, you need to drop off an external hard drive so I can transfer this 220 gigs of data back." Uh, swing by the shop, drop off the drive, give me you know the next day, and I'll knock it out. He showed up on the 16th of April, dropped off a drive, and then I told he asked me that if uh, to bill him electronically, like through Square. So I set up an automated square payment request. Uh, I called him the next day when everything was done and was ready to go. Um, left a message, come pick it up. Left a message again at the end of the month because usually that's when you want to kind of get everybody to pay the bills so I can pay my bills. And uh, I made several more repeated attempts to get a hold of him, and he just never came back in. And the law reads like it does when you store something. After a certain amount of time, it becomes the property of the shop owner, correct? Correct. After 90 days, uh, failure to respond, pick up, uh, forfeits the repair. Normally, if it's a repair that I put a, say, I replace a screen, then I would take that screen out and I would use that in another repair to at least recoup the money that I put into it. This wasn't a repair. This was a data recovery. He hired me to recover data off of this computer. So it's not like something I could return or put back in inventory. And what, what kind of made me nervous was two weeks after he came in for the, uh, for the service, his father announces his candidacy. So now I'm concerned because Hunter's in possession of a document that clearly says I'm allowed to examine and recover data from his laptop. So I just figured it was a matter of time before the Secret Service came to my shop to make sure the laptop never saw the light of day and possibly me. Now, I'm going to ask you this, and you know, if you don't want to answer, don't answer. Prior to this, were you political in any way? Not really. It's, it, politics ruins everything, and it's kind of not the thing that gravitates me towards people. Like, I'm a creative person. I like to hang around creative people, and usually politics doesn't have a, have a say in that. So, so unfortunately, I, have the luxury I am of, now. I have the luxury of reading over your job history. You know, and I'm reading this, and I'm thinking to myself, this is probably somebody who may have had his own opinions and probably never really got involved in po- politics. And if you were Delaware, like Chicago, where I'm from, it tends to primarily be very heavy in one party uh, uh, affiliation. A lot of people in Chicago are Democrats. It's just the natural way it goes. I'm just shocked at um, how none of this has been talked about, the mechanics of how you got it and how, to a certain extent, when I hear your name or I see you on a, on a, uh, on a on an interview, it becomes political. And I'm wondering, you know, I don't think you were political, and I don't think you view this as political. You probably view this the way my mother would or my cousins would who are not political. You're just an American who says, wait, this is something that I, I think people should know about after he doesn't come and get it. And then what takes place? How does it go from there? Well, I, first off, I want to say, and I've tried to emphasize this enough, it doesn't matter 
who came into my store. If I witness criminality, it's misprisoned if I don't report it. And if Donald Trump Jr. had come into my shop, I would have handled this exactly the same way. The difference is, is probably how I would have been treated in my in the town that I live in. So how does that go? What happens after you report it? So, uh, you know, it's, it's eventually when the FBI took it, um, I was hoping that they would act on it. Uh, when I realized that they weren't going to act on, on the criminality on the laptop, now I really felt a fear for my life because now I had the FBI that knew what I knew and knew what my intentions were as far as trying to expose or get this, this material to, to law enforcement. So I sent my father and my uncle, both retired colonels in the Air Force, to reach out to members of Congress and alert them to the existence of not only the laptop and its contents, but also the behavior of the FBI. And this is back in uh, early 2020. So, unfortunately, COVID. we were also in the middle of a pandemic, uh, or the pandemic had just started, and I think Congress is a little preoccupied with that, as well as a little paranoid with uh, being wrapped up in another conspiracy or Russia collusion. So, uh, eventually, on uh, August of 2020, I had enough, and I reached out to a lawyer representing the President of the United States, uh, Rudy Giuliani's office, and I was able to arrange to have them have a copy of the laptop. When they gave it to the New York Post, and the New York Post ran the story October 14, 2020, uh, that day was pretty much the day that changed my life forever, because uh, my information was outed. Um, I was instantly attacked uh, on pretty much all fronts. Um, my business suffered and had to be closed down in about three weeks, and ultimately I had to leave the state you know, in the hiding for about a year. You know, I, I'm thinking about something you said. Your father and your uncle were in the Air Force. What was the rank of your dad? Uh, both colonels. Can I ask you, when they saw, knew what you knew, these are guys that devoted their life to the American military. What was their reaction? I'm curious. Well, I'm, I'm, as far as my father goes, when I told him what I was sitting on and what my concerns were, he, he definitely shared the fears for my safety. And, and he, he gave his, his country 31 years of his life in the defense of the nation. And he described his visit to the FBI's field office in Albuquerque, which he went there with one intention, and that was to make sure his, his son, which was 1,500 miles away, had some level of protection. And he went in there, and the, the FBI treated him so poorly that he described it as the most humiliated experience of his entire life. So uh, he's been disenfranchised with the government. And I'm hoping, I'd like the book for me is, is more for him and my Aunt Kathy. Uh, it, it's it's yeah. more to share, be like, this is, this is part of the mission. This is part of what I had to do to get this story out. And we're finally, it's a win, because it's been nothing but losses for the last two years. So I'm trying desperately to, to bring my father back in the fold, but he is so disenfranchised with this government. It's, Do you know, uh, that's, that's the part that aggravates me about our current system. And I mean this. I think about all the guys who gave, who believed all of those things we were told when we were kids. Land of liberty, home of the brave, and all the rest of it. And I keep waiting for that aha moment. And I'm obviously hyper-political. And when this came out, it was before the election. And I said, aha, 
this has to be the thing that I don't care what your affiliation mentally, what you think your ideology is. Nobody in this country should want somebody with this kind of we have evidence of corruption and all the rest of it and illegalities. And this is going to save us. And it was stifled. And then when you when you when you do the research and you figure out who stifled it, you can only come to one conclusion. That's the entity that is supposed to be a Bureau of Investigation that has had this laptop since early, or I'm sorry, late 19, right? Or yeah, no, is it? December, December 9th, 2019 is when they finally took it. That is astonishing to me. So they went the whole election year, the whole year. And, and now we found out that they're not only did they try to hide the laptop, but they were instrumental in pushing the Russian narrative. So they knew damn well they had the laptop, and they knew damn well it wasn't Russian. But they still pushed that narrative and spread that narrative to social and mainstream media. And it's... it's uh, you Sounds know, like a suspicious that... conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but I lived it. It's preposterous. No, I mean the seditious conspiracies, but I mean the FBI is just... And, you know, this is something... There were two books released based on the evidence in this laptop. And when I hear a rebuttal to it, is anybody... Early on, they said it was... It was uh, this was Russian misinformation. But now that the evidence is clear, and we are two years into this, three years if you count how long the FBI's had it, are there people reaching out to you that say... There, this is not over. We can resurrect your reputation. We can prove that not only are you not an asset of, of the Republican Party, but you're an American hero. That's the only way you can view this. Well, I think it's my responsibility to, to defend my actions. And again, that's one of the reasons why I wrote my book. When I got defeated uh, in the court of law against Twitter and pretty much brought to bankruptcy, uh, I, the book for me was like the last chance I had to defend my actions in the court of public opinion. Since then, uh, like uh, General Flynn's um, brother Joe Flynn and the America Project have stepped in, so they're sponsoring my current lawsuit, which is against Adam Schiff, uh, CNN, Politico, Hunter Biden, as well as the campaign to elect Joe Biden, all for pushing that Russian narrative. I can't rely on our Justice Department right now. Not until whatever cancer's eaten away at it, it's replaced or, or removed. Uh, hopefully not replaced with something worse. But my, my point is, is I'm not going to sit around and wait for the Justice Department to deliver justice. That needs to be repaired, and that's going to take some time. So we're, we're doing what we can on our front to hold these people accountable. And if I have to do it on my own, I do it on my own. If I have to wait until January 3rd when the Congress takes over and then I'll help them out, whatever it takes, I'm in it to win it. Well, and I think that after this, after what we've lived through as Americans and after what we've seen happen to you and what we've seen, the evidence of it's undeniable, the evidence of of what was on that laptop and the kind of... And when I read it, when I go through the evidence that, that was provided by it, you come to one one conclusion and one only. We have a, 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 a an asset of all of 
American principles, the enemies of, of American principles, both foreign and domestic, is on the, the laptop, was on the hard drive. There's, it's unquestionable. And the idea that it was stifled shows you that there is no real government. There's just people with very powerful jobs. And what we need is a governor on that. But who watches the watchers is always going to be what you come back to. And uh, the good news is the light is undeniable, the light that you shine on it. I th- I know it's hard for you, but you are a hero, whether they recognize it tomorrow or in 10 years. And on behalf of my grandkids that I are not born yet, I thank you because I do think this will lead to some major changes as it should. And it's undeniable. And it's because of you. And I know it's hard on you right now, but uh, I'm looking for people to go out and buy the book. The name is the uh, is American Injustice, My Battle to Expose the Truth. His name is John Paul Mac Isaac. It's hard for what you're going through, but uh, I thank you for having the courage to go through it. Well, I, I just want to say... I was never built for anything like this, and I'm still not really built for anything like this. I'm kind of an introvert at heart. I just like dealing with customers one at a time and not on a nation level. But if it wasn't for the half the nation that knows that I'm not a Russian asset, if it hasn't been for their support, I would not have made it this far. And now I feel like I have half the nation that's relying on me to hold these people accountable so that this stops. Our government will continue to get away with this. I'm confident both sides use their kids as princelings to to do their bidding and and fatten up. Oh, I agree with you. They're going to get away with it until they're held accountable. So if this is the the gift that I've been given to hold these people accountable, then I owe it to the, the country that has stood behind me to see it through. So I just wanted to let them know. Thank you. John Paul Mac Isaac, it has been my pleasure, my honor to have you on, because as you're saying that, it's true that half the country relies on you, but all of the country in the future relies on something being done so this can never happen to an American citizen who stepped forward in the face of obvious pressure that most people would have folded under and is still standing in there. So thank you very much. I really appreciate you coming on. Well, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Cheers. You too. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. When I dig into this mafia boss, Joe Biden, for 50 years, what he's been, what he represents, when you see the DuPont mansions... And you realize, mathematically, if he invested wisely, still couldn't acquire the assets. When you look at the brothers, the $1.5 billion contract to build homes in Iraq, it's aggravating on its face because it's an absolute fraud. But when you take into consideration all of the people who died fighting for the country's integrity, for the country to stand for something, and you realize... What does it stand for when the government, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, has had this information for three years? And I have to hope that Congress launches, what, a hearing, a kabuki theater investigation where they can do nothing and subpoenas mean nothing? Arrest this son of a dog! What the frack are you doing? Did you even look at it? Because you can't look at it and think that this government is anything other than a mafia. Utter corruption. Utter corruption. And instead of investigating it, you intimidate the people who bring the evidence. That's Cuba. 
That's the real commissar, the real Soviets. That's outrageous. It's outrageous. And for anybody in media to support censorship, you're in on it, scum. George Naperville. Sean, uh, I want to know if you think there should be forced mental evaluations imposed on people still wearing masks. What same person would want their puss in a diaper for this long? I don't know. Listen, you take a look at some of these Democrats. I say keep the mask on for eternity. In the meantime, the idea that the government can regulate mental health, the reason why they should never be able to regulate mandate incarcerate without law being broken is because of the story that we just had on air the same government cannot be entrusted the one that sits there idly by with evidence in hand and then demonizes the guy who brought it to you tries to have a guy whose father is a colonel uncle is a colonel a guy who did nothing except get the evidence given to him by the son of a president now. And it should never be. He should have never been president. That evidence should have proved to everybody, regardless of party affiliation or what you think you are. You don't have a Democrat in the White House. You have an asset of enemies of Americanism, whether they be the Chinese Communist Party that is proven to have bribed Joe Biden through the evidence on the laptop or the litany of other scandals that are on that laptop. This isn't a president or a politician or a senator or a vice president. This is a mafia, Don, who worked his political power to enrich himself to the tune of what, hundreds of millions? Not to mention his scumbag brother or his scumbag son? No. This government shouldn't be in charge of decisions. They should be what they're supposed to be, a representative republic that is restrained from authority rather than able to wield it to intimidate its political opposition. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Right, squirrel. You know, I'm reflecting on when you would, when I was a kid, and foreigners would come to the country, or people would travel to Europe, and it was said that they didn't, the world didn't like Americans. There was an American arrogance, and I'm thinking about what that arrogance really was, and what it was was a group of people, citizens, who were not afraid of their government. They had the concept that there was justice, and that the government wasn't to rule. But to represent, there was an idea that there were entities that would prevent the kind of third world hellhole corruption that brought down Central America, South America, Italy, Europe in general, where organized syndicates were allowed to operate because they really were the government. When you hear the story of Joe Biden, hopefully in the future, it will go down as American Dark Ages when crime and mafia was able to rule for a short time. But ultimately... If these entities, like the Department of Justice, which now celebrates Trump having uh, his, his appeal for a special master thrown out, some idea that he won't be persecuted because he is not a Democrat or not a Joe Biden associate, you start to get a little down. But you realize, ultimately, 
It will be undeniable. George in Chicago. Hey, Sean, how are you? Good, how are you? just want to say fantastic interview uh, with Mac Isaac. Oh, just unreal. Thank you. John Paul, I like, I, you know, when I first saw him, I said, boy, he's got four names. I hope I don't screw it up. But I think it <laughs> yeah, went well. Yeah. yeah, it went great. You know, Sean, I, you know, I, I, uh, I agree with you. You know, I always, you know, as a son of a, uh, you know, retired Chicago police officer, I was, you know, saw the good and, hey, the law's going to do the right thing. Where's the, where's the other uh, upstanding law enforcement or FBI, right? Where's the, why, why aren't they coming out talking against well, I think the thing, the, you know, when I grew up, the FBI, you, you know, you revered them. They were they were yeah. representative of, of everything right. They were going to make sure that you weren't intimidated or corrupted or that, you know, criminals didn't thrive. But the reality is they were only a quarter mile away from Mike Madigan the whole time. We should have been a little bit more observant as to who who they were protecting and who they were persecuting. Because if you want to persecute crime, you don't have to go much further than politician offices in these Democrat hellholes. And, you know, a lot of Republicans, too. Well, make no mistake of it. The Republicans should have been putting up a much bigger fight than they did. Right. And this idea that we made it a campaign, I don't think criminality is a campaign. It's a crime. And it's not good for the future when you see that it has thrived the way it does in America today. And you mark my words, George, in this in this agreement with the railroad, where it looks like the government came in and they saved the supply chain, there will be more financial skullduggery in this agreement than anything to do with days off for union workers. And that's the part where people are going to have to wake up. I'm hoping that there's interest in it. But I blame the men in tights chasing balls. They distracted the whole country. All my men in the country know more about strangers running around in tights than they do about policies. That's the problem, George. Right. All right. I hope. One more thing. I have a friend who's a consultant and a lobbyist. And he says this is his business. And he's, he's, uh, he's hoping that he could, you know, that there's somehow someone's going to bring these, these people to justice, that there is some sort of you know, uh, underlying, um, you know, entity that's going to come out and, and put and bring them to justice. It's supposed to be the government. So let's hope let's you know, I have hopes yeah. that um, that the government, that the, the, the new Congress will spur some integrity, because uh, what's going on with these continuing resolution and these budgets is that they're employing more and more people. And what happens and you see it with Fauci, they become loyalists rather than doing their job. And that's the only explanation for the FBI. The only way that this political crime syndicate can operate is if it's not being investigated, but if it's being protected. And that's what I'm, you know, how can you come to any other conclusion? And when I play that clip of Ed Burke Jr. beating the wife up naked with the guns in his small crotch, and you see that he gets the charges dropped, that's not good. That's not good. But thank you, George, for calling. No, I appreciate it, bro. Thanks, Sean. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks. Len Highland Park. Hey, Sean. You know, I, too, revered the FBI until uh, 1988 when they infiltrated the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. And every person that should have went to jail became government witnesses. And everyone that was semi-guilty, because there's a way of doing things down there where you didn't hurt the customer. But uh, those guys spent millions in legal fees, and they accomplished literally Nothing. Len, Len, I have a. I was. I had just started at the Merck. I had just started, and I was in the S and P pit, and I will never forget it when uh, 
ironically, I think his name was L, or his badge was LBJ, but his name is Lewis, pointed at the guy and said, this is a Fed. And you come to find out when you look into that investigation, as they pretended to be traitors, do you know that those guys lost over $4 million trading? Did you know that? I did not know the amount. They lost $4 million trading. And the guys that they prosecuted were guys who did a price adjustment at a broker's request. It used to be called an out-trade. They did an out-trade. And they changed it. And one of the guys spent a tremendous amount of money fighting the government until they simply wore him out through money. And he literally went to jail for a $12.50 price adjustment. Did you know that? Well, you know something? I did outrage. And, you know, and I held decks. And basically, you know, it was all paper back then. It was physically impossible to put every order on the open market. And on the close, you know, you did some trades on the curb. Uh, you maybe threw the guy a few bucks. Well, how okay. about post-close? You remember your post-close? They'd open up for five minutes. I remember that. Yeah, absolutely. But all the guys, okay, it wasn't there, there to butcher the customer or anything like that. It was just getting the paper off the floor. And I'm not going to mention the guy's name, but he should have been in prison for the rest of his life, and he was their main government witness. And it cost my friend over a million dollars in legal fees yeah. uh, from the yen pit. And, uh, and I went to the court case uh, downtown, and uh, I watched the, uh, my friend's lawyer just grill this guy. He went over every aspect of his life. And I mean, the guy was so humiliated. It was incredible. And Len, you know what I like about talking to you? You know that front running is now called an algorithm. And the corruption that took place after they closed the floor and the corruption that still exists is called a market. I love it. Did I did I know you? Did we know each other back then? We met and we both knew Maury Cromwell. And, oh, uh, I love Maury Crumhorn. Because I was the main guy. I did Lynn Wallax and uh, and uh, all the main towing brokers and the biggest locals in the bellies and Deutschmark. I was in the uh, bellies when my daughter was born, and Maury Crumhorn used to make fun of me, and then I would make fun of him. Those are some of my uh, greatest times. Yeah, sure. Maury, Maury I love torturing. But uh, I, on another call, I'll tell you the whole Hillary Clinton story and, and how she made 120000 with the 10000 investment. <laughs> on a one lot. A, yeah. It was a 10 lot. But oh, was it a 10 I, lot? I, I, yes, yes. We've, I, I held a deck in the cattle. We but didn't Didmer's wife then become an, an ambassador? You know, I'm not sure about was that. Was it Dittmer or was it in my, in my misremembering the name? Uh, I don't think it was Dittmer's wife. Might not but, have been. Uh, you know, I, I'm interested in his new book. I, I've, I've got so many stories between bobbling uh, golf club and the Merc that I could be killed for. Yeah. And so i got to watch. i got to watch right, well, everything. Listen, I don't I want you to get in trouble. Lynn, thanks, brother, for calling. All right. Yeah, bye-bye. We'll be back, and I'll go to Max first after this. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. And I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know Nice to hear the guys from the sales team get out on the radio a little bit, huh? They're all good guys, every one of them. It's really great. It's, I love the company. I really do. Who else would let me do this? Max, Southside. Hey, Sean. 
I love your show. Uh, first time caller, long time oh. listener. Thank you, Max. Um, I was wondering if uh, Joe Biden, uh, the reason why, I, I think the reason why he ran for president was to save his son. You know, could he pardon him? He can't pardon. You can't pardon somebody before they're convicted. Um, you know, so he's got to be convicted. Then, he, then you could pardon. Then he could pardon him in theory. Um, I'm more disgusted that we're in this predicament that somebody like Joe Biden, who has 50 years of this kind of skullduggery, this isn't something he just did when he was going to run for president. I mean, Max, if you if you can get yourself. Uh, that book, I Hear You Paint Houses. That's the beginning of it. It talks about who Joe Biden was in the 70s. I have the clip somewhere. I, I, I used to play it on here where Joe Biden says he's willing to prostitute himself for money as a senator. Right, and plus his you know, brother. Oh, the brother, the, the $1.5 billion contract to build houses in Iraq. Did anyone investigate right. that? Is there a house in Iraq that is a Biden uh, 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 chalet is there one house that was built? I mean, we don't even know the kind of numbers we're talking about, and this is and, something and, that bothers me. And 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 who made that possible was Dick Cheney and George Bush. So you know, this is not. I, I had a guy call from Chicago. How come you you don't you don't talk about the Republicans? Well, he obviously doesn't listen to the show. But the reality is, this is a government supremacy problem, and the idea that the government has no oversight. There was that old expression, who watches the watchers, and you'd say it and walk away. The reality is we're supposed to watch the watchers, and it's supposed to be our congressmen. But look at what's happening. And the idea that they knew who the leader was before the new Republicans came in, you mean to tell me there's not a rising star that was just elected? But he's going to go nowhere because the first year you're elected, that's when they teach you to business. And that's what you understand is these congressmen, they spend 90% of their, their time raising money instead of representing the people. Thanks, Max. And I really... All right, thank you. No, what were you going to say? I want to hear. Oh, I, that, that I, I believe that uh, in two years, because I, I believe Biden got over 80 million votes, I think he's going to have maybe 60 million. It's, it's not going to be not even close to 80 million. That was all fake. If he got 80 million, I could bench press the Pritzkers together on a right? my pillow mattress. Right? Thank you very much, Max. Right. Appreciate it. Thank Thanks you. for making the call, brother. I only got 30 seconds? Come on, man. Scott, 15 seconds. Scott, you blew it. I, bl- I brought him right to the promised land. Dave, 10 seconds. Sean, you're not that funny. What makes it funny is the left and the right are so far apart, your material gets better. It's my fault. You never, ever end the show with Dave Lance. In the meantime, I'm going to start a new one in 21 hours. Be there or be square. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.